Hey yo, you are listening to the podcast of thousands. Late night talk, showcasing performers, and last time with zero the budget. Here's your host, Mikey P. Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Michael Panessa, and this is the podcast of thousands, where we showcase performers like actors to YouTubers and everything in between. On tonight's show, we'll have guest mentalist and magician Oz Perlman. The lovely Heidi. Howie, I need your help. Okay. Think of a number less than 100. Heidi, whatever number you want. Have you got something in mind? Yes. How long have you known Heidi? Eight years. Eight years. Any idea what she's going to pick? I don't. Me neither. All right. Mm. Yeah, let's go with this. Grab the pen for me. Okay. Eight years he's known you. How do you think I did here, Howie? Tell us, what did you end up thinking of? Tell me, Howie, what was that number? 57. Tell her, please. You saw, right? Tell her what I wrote. He wrote down 57. I gotta tell the audience, though, that was too easy. Very common tactic. Most women double their age. Most women double their age. That was too easy. And music by indie rock band Grackle. But first, and now. Moments with Michael. I'm 100% Italian. First generation born in the United States and damn proud of it. My parents were proud too. So proud they registered me in school by my Italian birth name. Michele is Michael in Italian. What's important here is it's spelled just like Michelle, but only with one L. Each year I would dread the first day of school. Not because it was starting again, but for roll call. I'm totally over it now. Seriously. But here's how it went. Second grade, third grade, fourth grade. Michelle Panessa. No teacher. It's Michael in Italian. Fifth grade. Michelle Panessa. No, it's Michael. For those first few weeks of school, I was deflecting all the jokes that my real name was Michelle and that I'm in fact a girl. I would take all the Michael Michael motorcycles or he likes it. Hey, Mikey from the 80s Life Serial commercial, over being called Michelle. No offense, Michelles. Then came the infamous first day of sixth grade. Michelle Panessa? No, it's Michael. Are you sure? Seriously? Son of a bitch. And that was Moments with Michael. And now I'd like to introduce our guest, mentalist and magician, Oz Perlman. Welcome to the show, Oz. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. Uh, your title, mentalist and magician. Uh, I get the magician part, but explain the mentalist part to our audience. What is mentalism? Mentalism is a, a subset of magic. So it's kind of a specialty where instead of fast hands and sleight of hand, uh, kind of making things up here and disappear, what you traditionally know as a magic trick, this is more magic of the mind. So giving people the impression that you can read their minds, that you have a sixth sense, that you are able to assess their body language, powers of psychology, powers of suggestion to know what they're thinking before they even do some of the time. So you say you're giving the impression. Well, yeah, I don't have any supernatural powers. I'm not <laughs> telling anybody that I'm actually a psychic. It's a very clear-cut difference. I've trained to do this. So do I have a talent? Yes, but I don't claim any supernatural abilities of you know knowing the future, of talking to dead people. Those really aren't in my skill set. Uh, so that's what differentiates a mentalist from a psychic, even though a lot of what we do is similar. 
Like I could walk into a room with a stranger and give them the distinct impression that I know things from their past that I couldn't possibly know, things about the way they would make a decision in a split moment where the only way they can imagine I'm doing it is by reading their mind. So you can train this. Absolutely. That's what I've been doing for 20 years. Oh, okay. Okay. I did not realize that. Okay. So you, could you train me to say, uh, read my buddy, a buddy of mine, his wife's mind, uh, it like when she's in the mood, could you train that? Uh, in the mood is going to be a bit tough, but yeah, I think most of those things are pretty trainable. Yeah, absolutely. Could you train her to get into the mood? That, uh, that's even beyond my powers. That's beyond your powers. Yeah, okay. I would be All using right. that for my own, uh, my own, my own relationship. You could make millions of you if you figure that out and could share it. Billions. Yeah, billions, billions. Uh, so I can't go any further without uh, congratulating you on your third place finished on America's Got Talent last season. Thanks. Great job. Great job. Uh, my family, we watch every year and we we're definitely rooting for you. Um, for all the fans of uh, AGT out there, can you tell us something that happens backstage or, or wherever that we as the television audience don't necessarily see? Um, well, I mean, definitely there's, there's elements of, uh, reality shows that you don't know about. So you're getting a distinct impression. What the show wants to do is, is pull at the heartstrings. So obviously you, what makes it the number one show on TV is the fact that you're not just seeing the person's talent, but you're getting to know them as a human being, their wants, their needs, their dreams and aspirations. So, uh, it's, it's a bit engineered, you know what I mean? They're creating really memorable, emotional television, um, by if you dialing up the, 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 the drama. So mm. if, if, for example, you're about to get married, we're going to talk about you and the wedding and the money you need for it. And they're going to make it much more exciting. So they're going to find those little emotional points that are going to differentiate you and, and make you different. And, and honestly, they know what they're doing. Um, the things in the background is deciding who your character is, which I know sounds silly because you just think of yourself as oh, Michael, but when you go on TV you need to decide what makes you different than the millions and millions of other people that are probably very similar to you and, and what makes you you. And that's what uh, I think reality TV does really well. I think America's Got Talent does it better than anyone. They showcase the talent, but they also create this impression of you get behind your winning horse, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you watch week after week? Because you get excited about certain acts and you cheer for them because you feel like you know that person. Uh, I've picked up on this. They they organize the acts, at least that they show on the television, right? In in order of kind of a crescendo to the end, right? The the most uh, touching moments will happen at the end of an episode, right? Or the biggest the biggest moments typically. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Um. So you've uh you've performed you know uh, a long time. Uh. And I've noticed on your site uh you've performed for the likes of. Bill Clinton, Chris Rock, and uh, I also noticed the late, great James Gandolfini on there. Yeah, absolutely. I did meet James Gandolfini on, on a couple occasions. Really, really amazing guy. Yeah, so one person I also uh, noticed that interested me the most was Stevie Wonder. What trick did you perform for him? <laughs> so that was the, the, the funniest thing is when, when I sent that. I mean, the comments were just incredible on social media. But uh, what you could do there is his son was with him. And the, the, the coolest part about mind reading and mentalism is that it mostly happens in the mind. So it is perceived. You don't need the vision as much. Somebody can kind of tell you what's happening. But I was very clear cut. I said to Stevie, I go, I want you to think of a number right now, uh, you know, one to 100. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to give your son the pen. I'm going to show it to him. And I don't want you to say a word. Just think of it. 
and and you have it? And he goes, yeah. And I go, what, what number is in your head right at this moment? He said, you know, I think it was like 25. And his son freaked out. And, you know, he trusts his son. He goes, it's, it's right here, Dad. He wrote 25. And Stevie Wonder's freaking out. Meanwhile, he can't see what I wrote. Do you uh -huh. understand what I mean? The, the impression was still just as powerful. And we did something uh, that I've done. I do in all my shows where I can give somebody kind of the, the gift of perception where they can seem to feel what someone else is feeling. So I would tap his son on the shoulder twice. And Steve would go, I just felt somebody tap me on the shoulder, even though I was nowhere near him. We had some really fun moments that, that I tailored the, the material I was using specifically to him. Very cool. Very cool. So I know you're strict about giving away any of your secrets, as I feel you should be uh, with the talent that you have. How do you feel about others that do reveal their secrets or, or try and reveal others' secrets? I think there's uh, been some uh, YouTube videos about people trying to figure out your secrets, right? Oh, I mean, it, it's, if you're going to get clicks and views, then you're going to do whatever you can to get those. Uh, that seems to be the, the way of the world now. There's nothing you can really do about it. I mean... Talk to a musician whose songs are being pirated instead of selling out, selling singles or CDs. It's just you, you're going against a, against a torrent that's in the other way, pun intended. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I deal with it as it is. I think most people, they want the sense of wonder and they don't really want to know how it's done. Uh, those videos, to a large degree, aren't always right. So a lot of the videos I've watched, I'm sitting there and I go, oh, my goodness, this is absolutely wrong. I almost want to get on here and make a video of my own to show them how wrong they are. But yeah, it's, it comes with the territory. To me, most people aren't looking to figure it out. They enjoy watching it and viewing what we do. And few and far between are those that are really trying to figure it out. And if they are, they might have that kind of interest where they want to start learning for themselves. Cool. Have you been able to uh, get one by Penn and Teller? Uh, I have not yet fooled Penn and Teller. Not yet. Um, so I got, a, I got, a, I got a quiz. I like to ask, uh, see how smart my guests are. Okay. I, I want to see how, how well, you know, your magic ceremonies. Do you know what a bro a broken wand ceremony is? Oh, sure. A broken wand is generally, I believe with the SAM, it might also be with the IBM, but it's what they do at a, it's a funeral for, for what we, for a magician or a mentalist. And it's where his fellow, you know, people that are in either the IBM, which is the International Brotherhood of Magicians, Society of American Magicians, they break the proverbial wand and send him off to the next world. Uh, and it's kind of what they do for their obituary and their funeral. Very cool. Exactly. Exactly. Do you remember, do you know who the first one was for? I'm going to say Houdini. Exactly. Yep. Why, do, why don't you see wands anymore? Why don't you see magic wands? Uh, I think they've gone out of fashion a bit. They're good. Uh, a lot of people use them in kids shows. Got that It's got that Harry Potter appeal. I think the same way any profession moves along with the times, tries to say modern and current. A lot of what I do now is with phones, is with people's uh, watches and money. And you use anything that's current that people have in their pockets and they're accustomed to. And social media. I have a bunch of routines that I do that are based around social media where my predictions are online in advance. Yes. Along those lines, uh, I would say tend to play much stronger today, whereas probably 60 years ago, a magic wand was had a mystical connotation and was much more powerful. Okay, I know this is going to be a big ask, but could you do a could you do a recording with the wand for the podcast of thousands? Oh, I'm not really a wand kind of guy, man. <laughs> okay, I saw your I saw your uh, Today Show appearance. I know you're on there regularly. Uh, it's my seventh time this year, so yeah, we've got a good thing going. Why was I thinking Black Thirteen also? <laughs> wants to put it in your head just like I did the Bush. Great minds think alike. Maybe you should try your hand at a little bit of mentalism. Well, maybe you could train me. I could be trained by the, one of the best. 
I don't know if I'm one of the best, but I'll take it. But yeah, you've got to trust your intuition. Try it a few more times on your own and see if uh, you're able to hit it more than one out of 35. Um, so as we wind down here, uh, put this interview with the you know, podcast thousands aside, what's been the pinnacle of your career up until this point? I think that America's got talent was just, it's the amount of pressure involved, the excitement associated with the show. It's a whirlwind. It's really one of those things where, um, you don't realize how much fun, how exciting it was until it's in hindsight, if that makes sense. It's very similar. Uh, I like to race. I run marathons and ultra marathons and a lot of those races when you're in it, you can't really enjoy it as much, if that makes sense. You're you're just too determined to finish. You're suffering. Things are going wrong. You're miserable. But then when you are done and you reminisce and you look back, you realize, wow, it forced my hand. It forced me to be tougher than I've ever been or more creative than I've ever been. Uh, when you make it, well, for me, when I made it to the semifinals, that night was the biggest highs of highs. I made it. And then Right after the show, they go, oh, we're meeting you tomorrow. Tell us exactly what you're going to do that's bigger and better because you're going to be on national TV again in about five and a half days, and we need to rehearse in two days. And you have no idea what you're going to do. And you know, sleepless nights of coming up with what's even better and how am I going to fool the judges and America again. Uh, so <laughs> to answer your question, without a doubt, the finale of America's Got Talent. That was one of the most fulfilling experiences. Nice. Who was your favorite judge? Howard Stern, for sure. Mine too. I'm sorry to see him go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I still love everyone else. Me and me and Howie were tight. I liked Mel. Me and Heidi were, uh, if I wasn't married, you know what I mean? But <laughs> Howard Stern was just the, the guy I looked at for the real deal advice. Because you know, everybody else can sugarcoat and tell you, hey, we love you. You're great. And they're the friendly judges. But Howard Stern was America's judge. He told it how it was. a New Yorker like you. Yeah, exactly. We New Yorkers, we don't take any crap. We tell the truth. What do you have going on right now as far what are you promoting? What are you what are you out there doing? What do you what do you I know you're a lot out there a lot on on social media. What's going on? Yeah, absolutely. The best place to find me is going to be at O's the Mentalist. That's O Z T H E M E N T A L I S T. I mean, you'll link it, but at O's the Mentalist on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, I usually post all of the public shows that I'm doing all across the nation. In the next few weeks, I'll be in Vermont, I'll be in Florida, I'll be in Utah, California, Seattle, Las Vegas, you name it. I'm uh, Michigan in the next two weeks, uh, Nashville. I, I'm just that's last, that's the next two and a half weeks. So you name a city, I will probably be in your city soon, and that's the best place to find out where all those dates are going to be. Uh, I'm launching a new website, which has been trials and tribulations. Anyone that's gone through it knows it is always difficult making your vision a reality online, but I really love where it's going. And I'm thinking, knock on wood, tomorrow is the day. So by the time they see this or hear this, all of your listeners, this will already be a new website, which is ozperlman.com, O-Z-P-E-A-R-L-M-A-N.com. It's got all my TV appearances, dozens and dozens of them. It's got photos of me and all the various people I've performed for, testimonials, uh, an FAQ for everybody who wants to know how mentalism is done. Check that out and uh, a lot of fun stuff. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, that was uh, mentalist, magician, Oz Perlman. Thank you very much. You got it. any last final questions? Or are we good to rock and roll? We're good to rock and roll. You can get all the details and links about Oz Perlman on our show notes. Thank you, Oz. You wouldn't believe it. I just made a magic wand appear out of nowhere. I wish you could see and we had a video camera. The podcast listeners will have to take my word for it. Just appeared out of nowhere. I believe it. I believe it. We believe it. Thank you. Awesome. Take care. Music has always been important to me, whether it be rocking out in the car or doing the cabbage patch at the club.
I like listening to a lot of different music. I thought I'd let artists and bands submit their music to the podcast The Thousands, and we'd showcase it for them in each episode. Here's a song called Winter Garden by the indie rock band Grackle. If you like it, you can get all the information you need about Grackle in our show notes. Enjoy.
You've been listening to the Podcast of Thousands. Check us out at www.podcastofthousands.com and on iTunes. While you're there, make sure to subscribe, review us, and leave your comments. You can find all the details in our show notes. Thank you very much for listening, and to all you performers out there, break a leg.